dear listeners, and welcome back to the James Bond Complex, the podcast where we rejoice, uh, dissect, analyze the James Bond phenomenon in all of its shapes and forms, from Fleming to films, and everything in between, sometimes even in two parts. Uh, I'm one of your hosts. My name is Edgar. My name is Matt. And, uh, you know, as we shockingly discovered at the end of last week's episode, we just couldn't shut up about uh, Gardner and No Deals, Mr. Pond. <laughs> Emery's still with us. How did, you, did you find the couch uh, comfortable, Emery? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not bad. Okay. I tried feeding you to the best of my abilities this past week. Got a little awkward, though. But uh, Social distancing. Yeah, I know. I don't live in the biggest apartment either, but anyways. Um, so we're back. We got to finish this baby off. It's it's. I, I believe last week, Matt, you were saying it's 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 too big. It's too big. Can't help it. That's what she said. <laughs> uh, so let's get this big baby on the road. Let's finish her off and uh, reach the climax. Roll the tape. I was yeah, thinking I of uh, Back to the Future 2 when they had to really? recast what's her face right. Elizabeth Chu yes. and she spends the entire movie knocked out. She has like yeah. some dialogue and she's passed out the entire picture. That's what like like I'm like okay they're, they just don't want to have her around so they, they're going to knock her out. And she's out like two three chapters after that. We're talking about my editor there. Uh, I love yeah. the name. I love Heather Dare. Hit her there. It gets. It sounds like a. Truth or dare? It's, yeah, well, I was thinking hit her there. <laughs> or hit her there. Hit her ah. there. Year. Hit her there. What? Hit her <laughs> there. Year. I don't know. There, there's there's some something that there's something funny about that name, which you appreciate. Um, I love when we get to the castle, which mm. I've I've I was gonna try and attempt to find where it, it it's supposed because eventually it gets named but i'm like uh, i gave up like 10 chapters yeah I, I gave up so i'm like <laughs> it, i didn't even i wrote it down and i didn't even i think it's called it's called the, the three sisters castle pretty sure it doesn't exist but it's what it's called uh i, I love everything that happens in the castle like the 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 torture what well you think it's going to be torture and it's going to be given uh sandal what's it called pentatol the, the truth serum I'm yeah, afraid. I don't remember what it is exactly, but uh, yeah, Bond is under the impression that he's going to be injected with some sort of a fluid that'll just make him spill the beans. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it turns out that uh, Smolin is, and uh, it, it takes Smolin's guts. Yeah, it's t- it takes him a long time to understand that he, he's actually a double because I think it's the, the chapter ends and he like Smolin gives every detail of the conversation that Bond had. With with uh, M uh, directed to Bond, I'm like, oh, he's actually a double agent. Surprise, surprise! And the, f- the following chapter, he spends the entire chapter trying to convince Bond. But I'm like, it's obvious. He, he, he he's a double agent. Why are we you having this as discussion? I'll put Spasel chose. Come on, come on, get the plot moving. I'm like. I thought it was cool. I'm like it ends, and I'm like I was expecting the the phone chapter to be about oh he's actually a double oh where we're we gonna do this and it takes him oh, it takes well, a they while. do do that I mean they but they it, start thinking about how when black codename Blackfriar 
is going to show up, how they're going to make their escape. Uh, so, I mean, they do do that in the next chapter. I mean, Bond is still, but Bond has been sort of been behind the eight ball since the start of this off the books mission. I mean, the fact that it's off the books means he's not going to get really any help except like a personal assistance from from cute. But that's just because they have a press relationship. Otherwise, he wouldn't have any help at all in this damn thing. So he he's been behind the eight ball from the start. Uh, now it's uh, hey, wait, wait, hang on that's happens in license to kill uh assistance from q that's exactly <laughs> yes two years later <laughs> <laughs> who made who you know what we keep finding these what is it? We were, I think it was the first one, uh, License Renewed. It, like the first 10 chapters was basically just a redux of View to a Kill, I think. And, right, yeah. Um, what's the one that ends in the blimp there where he breaks the guy's back there? Uh, it's always just close enough that, so that they don't have to, like, shoot <laughs> anyone. But sometimes they're like, really? Get the broken claw. And you'll figure out that this whole the whole plot of Broken Claw is like it's the main plot device of Tomorrow Never Dies as well. Really? Jeez. It, it, it absolutely is. It's it's the same. It's the exact same plot device. How do they? But again, look, it's it's look in at the in the credits of Spectre, the film Spectre, they do mention that they. This is, a little bit of dialogue came from Kingsley Amos. Like they don't, they don't. But it's true. They, it's not something that they advertise. I don't know why they don't. Just go to the estate and buy the rights and use mm. bits and pieces. Yeah, take some of these good Garner setups and make great movies with them. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I agree. The castle is pretty cool. Uh, extremely intense. One of the best things Garner has written so far is when Bond is trying to survive against the attack dog. That oh, is intense. Yeah. That is great. Yeah. And I, I, I kind of mocked her, but I think Ing, Black Ingrid, as, as, she, as she's called in the book, uh, with her three dogs, that's that's a hench, a hench woman in a Bond movie. Like, yeah. the lady that has the three dogs, and she controls them with just a look, and she sicks them on, like, she could have a... Like, in mode, like a pack of vicious mm. dogs, like the three, like six or seven, seven, like vicious dogs. That's just, that's scary. Three, it's like manageable, but six, you're like six, seven, <laughs> you're you're screwed. Like if they it's just get... like kids, it's <laughs> <Three is> manageable. <laughs> seven is just crazy. You have to train <laughs> it to be murderous. You're, 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 yeah, you just you send sign your death warrant with seven, and then. But yeah, and I could yeah. see seven dogs in the poster, and she's at the bottom. She's the inch woman. Oh, can you imagine her character poster? That'd be amazing. Oh, yeah. Just her with like the with the dog heads and a little bit of saliva, and the teeth are showing, and she's sort of like, you know, it's that'd be great. I love it. We're making it. We're making character posters for this. <laughs> Not only are we making the poster, we're making character, character posters. Character posters, posters, yeah. I'll draw it. <laughs> <laughs> You're asking for a lot. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. And uh, like Bond uh, gets his no, arm ahead, like chewed, like he like he bleeds a lot. Is it is it his left arm or is it his right arm? Because like by the end of the book, like his left arm is broken into pieces. Is it, is it always the same 
arm that gets busted? I would have no. It's it's the it's uh each different arm. So by the end of the book, his arms are just <laughs> flailing. It's just he has no control anymore. He's just a sausage person. He's just when, a he, sausage. when he when he when he uses <laughs> that little pen in his in his shirt yeah. pocket, it's just like hopping, <laughs> trying to struggle to get it out. <laughs> Don't worry, just hold 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 on there, Chernovil, old friend. I just let me kill you right here, but um. Yeah, no, it's it's pretty intense. I I do like it, and and again, we they they keep mentioning Blackfriar, who's Nikolai, uh, I think Bond calls him Kolya Chernov, uh, who who is the real baddie of the book. Yeah, he's the big KGB guy who comes to clean up everyone's mess. Is he the the head of the KGB? Is he supposed to be chief investigator? Chief investigator. Yeah, because I missed like his title. He's a head of Smursh, basically. Yeah. Wasn't that General G back in the day? Mm-hmm. That's probably dead. Yeah, we never saw General G after From Our Short Love. Or did we? I don't think so. I don't think so. No. He's a good guy. I liked him. But uh, I loved how he talked. Like, I remember Fleming writing that, you know, he purposely chose that the speed and his silence is just, just for the effect. Just because... I want to see how these guys react when I say it like this. I thought that was kind of funny. Um, but yeah, so Chernov uh, show, well, shows up. We don't see much of him yet because, they're, I mean, Bond, uh, Smolin, uh, Dare, and Heritage. Got everybody there, right? Uh, they make their escape. They sort of use the helicopter in which Chernov is arriving as kind of sort of cover because they think the snipers... Uh, won't want to shoot in their direction. Wrong. They shoot in the direction anyways. <laughs> so, what do we think about this uh, this little chase in the night? I think it's it's got its exciting factor. I think it's you know getting chased down by helicopters in the middle of the night and trying to to get away from a threat that you know that you don't have help getting away from. Until mm-hmm. who is it at the end that that shows up with Bond? It's it's Norman Murray. In the flesh. Speak of the devil. <laughs> Although I did like uh, that moment in the car. Of course, at this time, we don't know that Norman is actually working with Chernov, but <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the the frustration, the anger, or the annoyance, the lack of patience of, uh, in Chernov as Norman just like won't shut the F up and he keeps asking these questions. And, oh, I don't think he's a diplomat there. And I thought that was kind of cool. We haven't really. Um, there is something I wanted to say about um, about Eddie, though. I think Matt. I think I was. T- I texted you this the other day. Like, Are you talking about uh, oh, the way she she wants to if, if, to if. f Bond's hand? Uh, I, I read that. I'm like, oh, that's what he meant. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I get it now. I get it. It's like we don't know anything about her. She doesn't know anything about Bond. Okay, so she saw him on a boat ride five years ago. And from second one, she wants to suck him off so badly. (laughs) (laughs) It is unbelievable. Like I can appreciate – yeah, we all – you know, I think everybody here doesn't mind Bond – being, you know, the perfect man, you know, he walks into room, everyone, all the ladies want him. Like that's that's the joke about Bond. But then you read it and it's like, really? Is this what we're doing? 
<laughs> but it's 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 espionage. I mean, the it's in these the, it's these situations that are extreme with people who have extreme personalities. I mean, uh, you know, the clerk that works at the depeneur around the corner, uh, like you put him in the same situation, she's not gonna like <laughs> lick my hand like if it was a, a phallus. Um, that's that's never happened to me. At a that's time. never happened to like anyone. I never got to the grocery store and. Well, I mean, the, the, the point the point licking. is not well. The point is not to have your fingers licked. I mean, it's we're looking for something else here. But it's, that's the thing. She she's an extreme person, and it's an extreme situation. <laughs> uh, it, it gets. Is she an extreme arm. person? Is, she, is that, is she, that I feel she's she she gets off on danger. I feel she she's. Uh, Back then, I don't think they would have called her, but today she'd be probably called an adrenaline junkie, because I think that's she 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 probably sought out the cream cake operation. She looks like she was the, the of she's sloppy, but she's so eager to help. While Eva there is sort of blase with the entire thing, she's so eager and excited. She feels like she, I don't know. I found her enthusiasm a little bit charming at the same time, but yeah, I think she's an adrenaline junkie deep down. She's smart too. She's always, she's able to argue that, you know, I'm not, I'm not a traitor. Cause at one point she, um, she lends a coat to a, a maid at the hotel that she's supposed to meet at her there. And that gets the maid killed and she feels bad mm. about it. But that's also proof of her innocence to bond. And, You know, I, I I enjoyed, and she's always willing to help Bond. Like she's the most eager little little helper that Bond has ever had uh, during the uh, <laughs> tenure. She's, I'm, I'm gonna tend to your wounds and your uh, your men parts, and you don't get maybe the, at the same time that she's in the way. What was that? You don't get the impression that she's in the way either. Like she's no, no, genuinely no. helping. No, and, and a little bit like Heather Dare, Bond appreciates the fact that she does – because she was a participant in Cream Cake, you know, she does know some things about you know, cloak and dagger operations and, and duplicity and, and, and infiltration and this and that. She, she's, not a, she's not useless. No, I appreciated that too. I just felt it's, – it's funny. Like there were a lot of things said so far in this episode where I was the positive counterpoint, and I guess the irony is going to be I might be a bit of the negative counterpoint. I didn't – I appreciate – yes, the enthusiasm. Yes, she's trained. I agree. Those are positives. But I felt, speaking of characterization, I didn't think there was a whole lot there. It, she just seems to want to – For Bond to bone her, I, that's just the only thing she. I, it, it, you know, frankly, frankly, it felt like plain and simple, and and really, I mean, you guys kept saying, you know, oh, you know, we like that she wants to help, she wants to help. I mean, frankly, I'm reading these pages. I yes, she wants to help so they can finish this stupid mission so Bond can finally bone her. Like it's like I just didn't feel there was much else there. Um, I don't know. But it's poor character development, and that's it's not necessarily what. John Gardner is is known for no, he's, he's not known for his character development he's he can describe a character and he can write a character but he doesn't develop the character it's like this is what she is here's her dialogue yeah there's no she does have a character I, I disagree she's not the greatest like the most developed character of all time but she's I mean she she goes to the mission not just to to, to bone 
Bone Bond, she she's also uh, in for a little bit of retribution. Also, the girl that she got killed, she, there's some guilt to that. She's not super developed, but I, I can see what the... And if you were to expand uh, it to a feature-length movie, what you would do with that character, you'd probably bring the fact that she feels guilty, and you know, the maid would probably be a character we meet early and we see her being executed. I don't know. Uh, but the advantage, we, I appreciate the counterpoints, and and I think they're pretty astute there, Matthew. I would argue though that with a film, you have the advantage of casting an actor or actress, doesn't matter what the role is. And when you're translating a book to film, you can communicate certain things through oh. facial expressions and this and that. Whereas on in a book, the onus is 100% on the author. And again, I, I'm not I'm not refuting anything that you're saying. I'm not refuting anything that Emery said a few moments ago. I, I felt, and I wish this wasn't the case because so far, you know, I, I've been sort of the one trying to find maybe a little bit more light. So I wish I wasn't saying this, but I just felt like the way Garner was handling her, the things I didn't like about the way Garner was hand, handling her, unfortunately overpowered Um some of the things you you guys are highlighting, which I acknowledge are there, but what I didn't like was like so it was like a such a such a strong stench that I couldn't uh, it wouldn't leave no, that I, character unfortunately. I, Edgar, I can't I can't even like mount much of a defense. I mean, I think we're all in agreement that the the char- characterization, as Emery said, it's not uh, Gardner's strong suit. He's about plot. Characters say things and. Yeah, and that's about it. They're, they're they're pretty thin. But to your point, Edward, I think what would happen is if we were going to make this into a to a film, and if there was going to be a screenwriter going through this, that he would cut out he would cut out Ebby, he would cut out um, the whole Irish help, like both of them, Norman and Big Sean or whatever his name was. He'd cut all that out, and then we'd go right for Smolin, Heatherdair. We'd cut out the other two that are already there dead. Maybe keep the part where they're chasing after Jungle Basley because that's where we're going now is we're going to Hong Kong after Dietrich and, and Basley because they're the only ones missing that he hasn't met and he hasn't gotten into contact with. You would keep them and you would cut everyone else out to simplify the plot because if you've got Heather there and Abby Heritage and you've got to kind of follow both of those as plots – I think that's for a viewer. No, if you're but, making it into a movie, you're you're. I'm having a difficulty following yeah, that. I'm having... for, you, you don't for, forget about the 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 the, the uh, rules of writing a Bond movie. You get the first girl, then you get the second girl, and one of them is bad, <laughs> and the other there's a good girl, and then there's a second girl. You know, but then you've got Black Ingrid, and then you've got you know you've got this and that. I would you could potentially just combine Heather Dare and Ebby Heritage into one character, cut out a whole big portion of all that story and simplify it for cinema. And I think that's if you're going to cinema, that's what you would do. You probably combine Heather Dare and and Ebby Heritage. Mm. But I I love I love that there there are two. There's a good girl and bad girl. I kinda like that, but you're right if for for if you're sort of uh uh Compressing the 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 story for a feature length movie, it, it yeah. makes sense. It, it, for the book, it makes it, it's per, it works well, and I'm glad that there's two. The characterization is the character development is weak, but uh, it had there it works better as there being two. 
But like I said, if it was a movie, they would probably make some cuts and they would probably simplify things. It's interesting that uh, – yeah, and this is a trend with Garner, lest we forget that it's for special – the ice cream book. Uh, yeah. You know, there there are there are two there are two leading ladies, uh, both of which are very strange. Uh, in in Icebreaker, there are two leading ladies. Uh, in the one where he learns computer coding, there are two leading ladies. Uh, almost marries one. <laughs> um, in Nobody oh, Lives Forever. I completely forgot those the, the, those characters. Like I, <laughs> names, but I'm because. Like, because there's no character development, so yeah. you can't you're not attached to those characters. Mm. But he does like doing these two leading ladies. There are two in well, they're the freaking babysitter hit men, hit hit women. Like there are two of them in that book. There are two of them in this. Yeah. <laughs> he does like having two very important. You know what? You're right, Emmer. He should combine these damn characters because he keeps putting in two, and neither of them are ever developed. Make one and run and it away. Well. And she would be more <laughs> useful as one. But anyway, it works because then you separate Ebby and James and and Heather and, and Smolin going mm. forward to Hong Kong. So when you get to Hong Kong, he's only with one of them. Mm. He doesn't know that the other two have arrived, or does he? Anyway, he's he, okay. he arrives separately. Or in London or in Hong Kong now? I I got I got well, no, they go to the hotel, and then he learns oh, that oh, there's that Paris interlude where he gets uh, he meets cute, but who cares? Mm. Right, but that I mean was if you're in if you're making that into a movie, you cut that out. He goes right oh, from def- Ireland, definitely to cut Hong Kong. everything in Paris. F, F F everything that's in Paris. It's such a waste of time. Cute, cute meets him in in Hong Kong. Yeah, that's her well, cameo, Hong Kong. That's where she should be, but anyway, that's not what happened. Anyway, so he goes to Paris, he goes to Hong Kong. The whole the the island castle thing. I know, but before that we oh I know there's Swift. Swift. Sorry, we were we're, we're missing Swift. Oh, right, Swift. Ooh. Oh man, I I think that's the part I was I was yeah I was having a walk with my sister and um, I I was talking of the book and like I'm I was referencing that part. He meets Swift. Swift gives him some information and then gets killed. And uh, some other dude shows up and gives more information that Swift could have given at the beginning. And we, th- th- why? Why? It's it's like he, he forgot. Oh, I killed Swift. We need that bit of information. I should rewrite that chapter and save Swift. No, I'm just gonna bring another character. Come on. And that character gets gets killed later on the book for the, like out of the blue. I'm like, oh. God, that that was really as much as I like this book and and I do enjoy No Deals, Mr. Bond. I'm going to I'm going to give it the thumbs up. But but that's probably the worst part of the whole book. I know we're getting ahead. But when Henry Henry Han or whatever kills the last uh, uh, assassin on the island and says, oh, I help you. I help you. Okay, yes, I go now. I help you. And he gets his freaking brains blown (laughs) out two seconds later. What was the point? (laughs) But I, I kind of get the impression, like what it would, the way he wrote that character, I, immediately. I, I don't know what I was watching the other day where it, where it came up, but uh, short round from uh, Indiana Jones, like the way he was talking, yes. it's like yes, it's short round. I'm like, oh my god, like I just imagined like you know, a, a almost child like character. Just, Bam! Yeah, with a little cap <laughs> and the. <laughs> Mr. Bond, Mr. Bond. 
exactly. <laughs> it was like, oh, that, that it, and it's 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 kind of one of those characters. Like again, you, what we were saying is is you just adding on someone else for no gain whatsoever. Like it doesn't. That could have been one person. That could have all been Swift. You know. It's probably a heavy influence of of the films because it's because it's not as though the films don't do that. Uh, you know, Man with the Golden Gun. One of my favorite characters who was in the movie for two minutes is the the bullet maker. You know, you know my researcher is private, yeah. much like a doctor and his patient. That's a great little character. He's only in there for two seconds. I I, I feel maybe the book, the Garner books, are taking a heavy influence from the um, the pattern. Of the films, or obviously I, Fleming didn't do I that. Wonder he, if he, has a, he had a page count that he needed to make, and that's why he expands and adds these characters in these situations. He's just trying to stretch his storyline. Because, I mean, Swift, and it, what's his name? Big Tom Chang. Uh, uh, all of these characters <laughs> and these interactions could have been condemned to, like, here's your information, they're over there, go kill them, Bond. That's what is he been... saying? Yeah, he ha. Or I don't know. Why he ends always in his, his ending sentence. Yeah, 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 yeah. You want I my would. daughters to go on streets as prostitutes? You make me destitute? <laughs> he's kind of fun though. I'll Shut get up him. and give me my guns. He, he's kind of fun because he's he, like it's, yeah, it's a he, fun interplay. He folds so easy with the guns. Like he had them the entire time. Like we're led to believe like it's gonna take you know a couple hours for him to come back. You know. He'd send somebody, then he has to come back and fetch them. So now he just goes in the other room, and they're hiding under the floorboards. A couple of cheap revolvers. It's mm. like, come on, you're telling me that in 1987 that there's not, you know, arms dealers hanging around Hong Kong? Come on, come on. There's arm got dealers it. hanging around everywhere. You just got to write them in. <laughs> Although I do like the little Karen Bay moment where, uh, like, a, a younger lady comes in he's like oh this is my daughter from my third wife i was like (laughs) (laughs) you know he's a fun character but he doesn't do much and the interaction is funny but in the in the entire like specter of the novel he's kind of meaningless so i'm like eh cut it but i'm not i'm really starting to think he had a page count that he needed to make and that's why Maybe it's, it's so overstretched because I'm like, I I see your point. I, you know, you you for all we know, you could be uh, you know the the tail on the donkey, as they say, the nail on the head. But if you're a really good author, I don't want to be Smirch Gardner. I mean, the guy wrote tons of books. I've ever written a damn thing in my life. But but I, I suppose if you're a really good author, uh. And you have a contract with a publishing house, and you you're gonna write X number of books for us, and you, there's gonna be a page count on these books. You know, if you're good, you're gonna have maybe better ways to stretch things out. Maybe develop the characters you already have. Maybe give more backstory. Maybe have them spend more time in lo- in the locations they are they're already in. Um, I guess maybe. You know, you know, he was knocking one out a year. Yes, yes, Fleming did it too, but not everybody's Fleming. Like, there's a reason why Fleming is studied in 2020 to this day. Sorry to the Gardner estate, other than the James Bond complex, nobody's studying Gardner. So, you know, it's – it's that's a hell of a contract. Well, Thank God, you know, Calvin oh, wow, Dyson is, is, Bond, is but, covering them, so – 
I can't wait for him That's to true. get to this one. That's but. true. But the well, difference is he did like is, special services. So the difference is, is Fleming was writing these one every year, but Fleming was also taking three or four months off uh, in Jamaica to write them. Like he was completely isolated from the world. Uh, he had nothing else going on. He was sitting on a beach, you know, drinking copious amounts of rum and, <laughs> well, you know, alone writing these books. You know, uh, John Garner, does he have the same setup? Maybe not. And Fleming, Garner gets paid to write Bond. Fleming, if he doesn't write Bond, nobody's Fleming gonna... wasn't, yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 we, it's interesting. It's interesting. We finally get to a, the sort of conclusion of the book, and this is where I, I honestly I kind of like the the ending of this book, the uh, sort of the um, final confrontation, the denouement. I I I, I thought it was kind of cool. I, I must say, um, like the, the first Bond does a reconnaissance of uh, yeah. the compound, and he hides. Mm. Some some weapon, thankfully, because I mean, what's going to happen to him? Uh, he needs those uh, those uh, extra weapons. Uh, he comes back to meet Eddie, Abby. Um, the infiltrate they get captured almost immediately. You get the uh, Bond is tripped. I like the. I think it's uh, what's his name? Uh, what's the name of the goon that is sort of dressed as a punk when uh, you initially? Oh, Misha. 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 Yeah, Misha. I, and he, he he says to Bond, yeah, you, you're kind of known in their service as a magician. Always something in your sleeves. So strip and like put this these overalls on. Uh, we need you in the room number two after that. So he strips and gets rid of his clothes. But I I kind of like that little interaction. They they recognize that he's always carrying some gadget on him, but they, they, mm. they don't know that. What should Chernoff himself, and this is sort of where the Chernoff character is a little bit interesting. Uh, I sort of got the sense that, you know who I sort of imagined Chernoff is as like a Russian Hans Landa, where he's like, right. oh. it's his job, he's really good at it, and he has a lot of fun doing it, but it's still his job, and he sort of defers respect to Bond in a very sort of Machiavellian, oh, I'm going to kill you anyways. Uh, in, in, I'm going to do it in a fun way. <laughs> yeah, well, let's make it fun, you know. And and he he does sort of open his his villainous mon- monologue before the hunt before the greatest game begins with like yeah you're you're a really good agent and for a, too long my country has been extraordinarily annoyed with you and uh, but don't worry I'll give you a gun you know it's, I'll make this fair because you've because you've earned he literally says because you've earned it I'm not going to shoot you in the head. That wouldn't be you, good enough. You've <laughs> earned the right to die a different way. In a spectacular way, you know. <laughs> die a different way. <laughs> and, that, and that's when, and that's my favorite line in the book, you know, when Bond says, I have no time to die. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the, uh, well, they call, they, they are codenamed Robinsons, the sort of prisoners that, mm. that, that are condemned to death and they're, they're, the way they, they they're, they're going to be killed is by these exercise. It's kind of like yeah. the, um, the the beginning of uh, the movie from Russia with love. These smokes mm. are put in these scenarios. I'm like, yeah, you eventually you're going to die, but if you manage to not die, uh, well, uh, you 
know, give to leave a little longer. And you've got these four guys, and they all have name, but I, I, I chuckle. One of them is called uh, Seaman. <laughs> 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 you, you have uh, Yakov, Bogdan, Pavel, Yakov. and <laughs> Seaman. Yakov and Seaman. Like Yakov hand is 6'5", six, six, and he's a rapist. Bogdan is a serial killer. Uh, Pavel is a military fun ambassador, and just Seaman <laughs> is just a straight murderer. <laughs> just straight up murders people. Mm. Just killed a bunch Murdered of by Seaman. <laughs> so, two of these guys are dispatched like real quick as well. Like Bon, Bon finds the spot where he uh, hid his uh, tools. Two things yeah. look like batteries. One of them's a flare, and the other one is a is a bomb. And Two of these mofos just Bloom. <laughs> walk right into it, and, and, and he's, he's sort of describing on the like he search for the weapons, and he's like, oh, "This is sticking to my fingers." It's like he's covered in blood. I, I, I'm like, that's kind of funny. It's disgusting. Mm. It's 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 almost like I, I you know if you know in my head I'm like when I started it's not as brutal as I wanted to be because I'm like it sounded like James Bond versus like horror movie villains like Jason Voorhees, mm. Michael Myers, these these dangerous men with weapons that are just just killers. And like mm. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be great. And it turns out, yeah, the, the first two are, are are taken out very quickly. But still, it, like eventually, one of them catches up to Bone and bang, freaking. Oh, with the mace. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, to your point, it, it, it's not like you know the first Jason Bourne movie where he's where, when he's uh, hiding out at um, what's her name? Oh, no, Murray's, I said uh, horror movie Jason Voorhees, not Jason Bourne. No, I know, but I'm not, I'm I'm, I'm <laughs> going back to to something okay. like you know I'm I'm not a big horror fan, but like it, there there's kind of the when people are after Bourne in the first movie. Um, there's a, a better encounter with the the, the would-be assassins um, in the field. Like he, mm. it's it's a little more of a you know a, a chase and a little more of a hide and seek kind of thing. Whereas like the first two that Bond dispatches, it's like blammo, you know, they yeah. just disintegrate. <laughs> Let's make you disappear, boom! <laughs> yeah, he describes the pieces of flesh. You know, he, he tries his best Fleming with the description part of it, rather than describing. You know, he does a better job of it describing the bits and pieces of burnt, charred flesh. Hmm. You know, going past him than he did with you know. Well, he took the olive oil and he mixed in the mustard seeds. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I like the uh, the fight with the uh, the mace guy, and yeah. eventually that's it's... cool. I like that. The mace is coming down, and Bond shoots up, and the blood spurts, and the guy falls back. That that yeah, that was pretty good. Gardner does have his moments. I did like that. He's good at describing like you know the 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 chase and the kind of tactical moments and the uh, those action sequences where it's you know Bond against uh, bloody axe murderer. You know it it. it... <laughs> It it is a good descriptive, you know. He does he does get points for that. And then he, like after that, he offs the mace guy, and after the the other guy, like he he gets shot at, and he like he struggles to shoot him, and he's unable to 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 off him, and ah, Chang shows up and just blows the the, the last guy's brains out. 
and like, okay, Cheng is gonna help. He's gonna get the, <laughs> the police and and get some backup. Gonna, and blamo, <laughs> Omar Cheng. Little what's what's the Indiana At Jones? The hands of oh, uh, short round, short round, short, short round, short round killed the back by of short round. What's his name uh, in um, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom? Winnie, uh, Steven Spielberg's yeah. wife. Uh, I forget her name. It's pretty, it's, that's pretty much what it is. Like blamo, it's just like <laughs> okay. Oh, on est rendu là. On est rendu. <laughs> at the hands of who but Heather Dare, who was the other double. Bitch. Uh, so never liked her. Never liked her. <laughs> She's not very like we we've given them given her credit and these 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 cream cake uh, people credit and they they have some training. <laughs> these cream cake people, I like that. She's not the like she gets like trick and like. Even I could probably take her out. Like it's so stupid. She like bomb just like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn. I'm turning fast, and she, she like he knocks her out. He, knock, he knocks her out. And my favorite thing is like, no, no, he doesn't just knocks her out. No, nope. like, she's down on the ground. I'm like, okay, and he freaking breaks her back, and she's I'm like, okay, she's probably dead. Like you just broke her neck and she's sort of panting and sort of like like uh, oh. uh, no 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 does he does he kick her in the crotch first? <laughs> yeah, kicks her in the crotch. Yeah, he kicks her in the crotch as hard as he can first, and there's a whole description of it's not as effective against women, <laughs> but it can still induce a certain amount of pain. The count of yeah, so he testicles, but knocks her in the crotch. Takes her to the ground, breaks her spine, then blows her freaking brains out. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He just, he just doesn't even take any chances. I mean, like she's dead, dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the 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 traitor in Icebreaker in like the fake hotel, uh, not oh, the hospital yes. room. And it's oh. like, oh, I guess that character doesn't exist anymore because she's uh, her brains are along are on the on the wall now. Uh, you you oh, got yeah. some some of uh, what's her face it, on yeah. your face. Oh. Yeah, so it's sort of like that. Where it's like, well, we don't need this character anymore. So, but again, but that sort of to circle back to what I said earlier, I would have liked to have read Smolin's reaction to that. We never really get to see that. Right? Yeah, he's not kind of well. He's not really present for it. He's still being mm. awaiting his torture. And mm. I think his grieving process is was probably what she was a traitor. That- <laughs> Really? <laughs> that how could you be, do that? <laughs> the IT. Mm. Well, we got to get back to the little uh, get back back to the uh, to Chernov. Koila. <laughs> I, 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 you know, it's mentioned that he has um he has a scalpel. Oh. He's about to kill Abby, but she's yeah. like I didn't understand what what she what what they meant because she's. She's uh, on a on a horse saw or I, I, like I'm like what what the what, what's horse, this a, yeah. what's what what is he gonna do with the horse? No, they brought like, in a horse. Like I'm like what the <laughs> hell? Okay, are, are, is this turning into Clerks too? Uh, what the f? Um, <laughs> right. It's a hell of a night. 
But uh, yeah, no, I don't. I don't actually remember that. I have to admit, when I when there was about ten pages left, for whatever reason, I sort of sped, speed read them, sped read them. So I have no idea what she was lying on. <laughs> yeah, she's. It's not clear to me, but I, I I think he's just gonna cut her into little pieces, and Bond's sort of disgusted by that. And who turns what happened out to the uh, to the tongue thing though? Wasn't he gonna? Yeah, I think he was gonna do that first, and then he was gonna cut her up. Mm. What I understood. Mm. Kind of gruesome. Feed her to the surviving dogs. Yeah, we don't know. Did they bring him? Did they bring the dogs with them? You know, no, the dogs are all killed. Like they all killed. <laughs> oh right, yes, yes. But and, maybe uh, Ingrid, more. whatever. We don't know what happened to Ingrid. She's still yeah, alive. Yeah, we're told how large the litter was, so it's un- unknown. <laughs> <laughs> And we, know, you know what? We never also mentioned about Bond at one point, and it's such a detail that turns out to not have that much use, it seems to me, in the plot. But he bugs the phones at the castle where there be. Yes. I'm yeah, like, we skipped over that part. And mm. I'm like, it really, I don't like. I know at one point he gets a part of information. But it's such it's so pointless. I'm like you know, oh, Hong Kong, Hong Kong. I think that's how he found yeah, out. Yeah, he gets to Hong Kong. Hong Kong. Yeah. Not that fast. Could have, <laughs> could, be, could have been written. You, you, you know what well like Could have been written, written also better. But uh, yeah. So, so uh, our favorite character of the entire book. Uh, you know what? Not the entire book. The entire James Bond. The F James Bond. My new favorite <laughs> James Bond character is Norman Murray. I want him in the movies. I want a spinoff with him. Hello, uh, Jacoby. Hello, Jacoby. I know. Prequel. Prequel comic book. Video yeah. game. RPG, RPG. Halloween costumes. Christmas album. Everything. Uh, Everything. Uh, Everything. Like I, I want Joe Darlington, David Zerisky, stop doing a Bond experience of being James Bond, being Norman Murray. The <laughs> 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 Norman Murray experience. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, Sorry. But no, I it's great. I love it. That, how he's off, because it's pretty similar to... Uh, never say never again with uh, what's her name Fiona Volpe? No, not Fiona Volpe. Uh, what's her name in the in the, the that movie? Uh, oh, Fatima Blush. Fatima Blush. Fatima. I am the best. <laughs> oh, well, the you ever had Philadelphia? <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> I want it You're on right, paper. Though, it like oh, here's a pen like that. that I have. Why are you aiming it at me? I'm not aiming at at you. Why are you? Put it, putting your thumb on, on, on. Is that a trick? Boom! <laughs> actually, it reminded me. I didn't even think I'd never say never again. I actually thought of. Uh, it's not a pen, but uh, the hell is that thing that Anton Sugar uses in No Country for Old Men? He just applies the pressure and, and the little hook goes like in the guy's. A dart gun that comes out of his wrist. Don't remember No, no Country for Old Men. No, it's, it's a compressor. It's a but uh yeah that was that was pretty cool i had a pretty cool the uh, neat sure use of the capture. gadget hmm. i kind of like that though I, I i thought it made sense as far as you know going back to the i to the notion that garner has a certain or it appears anyways to have a certain appreciation 
for the intelligence communities and how they either work against or with each other. I, I actually appreciated the fact that Chernov is arrested and taken back to oh, he, MI6. He has somewhere. to because uh, this entire story and plot. And we didn't mention at one point it, it it's it's mentioned that M might lose his job because they find out that he has a, a traitor in his sort of his organization. I, it might be the the, the, the last straw, and he might mm-hmm. actually God. lose his job. Right. Right. Yeah, there's a whole big thing where back in MI6, he's all worried because he's been well, that's that's when we kind of skipped over the whole Paris thing is when cute kind of brings him up to date. You know, M's been locked in his office for three days and, uh, you know, that kind of I, I don't think that really advanced the story all too much. I mean, it kind of added a little bit of stress to the story, but it, it does. I mean. We forgot to talk about it. It doesn't because because M doesn't <laughs> communicate anything with Bond. And, I mean, if you had dedicated a whole chapter to what's going on with M, and then, again, that's another Fleming kind of thing, is Fleming would have done a whole chapter of what's going on back at MI6. Or even I've, in other books, we would have gone back to, we would have left Bond alone for a chapter, and we would have gone back to, you know, MI6 or, you know, Tanner or, you know, whatever conversation was going on to kind of get a recap of of that side of it. Hmm. I Didn't did. Garner do that in one of his books, though? I can't remember if it was uh, Special Services or uh, License Renewed, but I, see, I feel like he does that in one of the earlier ones, where just like out of the blue, it's like, well, meanwhile, back at MI6 in well, his office. Well, I know Benson does it a couple of times. I, it's, I think it's, uh, it's a, in the license renewed. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, they're looking, oh, look, a plane. Oh, uh, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, you know, they're, they're looking at something on the radar in, in that book near the end, and it's like, oh, look at this. Bond might be on that plane. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's falling. <laughs> what is happening? I... I... <laughs> A great yeah. storyteller. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, it's it's it's, it's officially I think we've been doing Gardner for a year now. Like I think. We've... Yeah, but we take so many breaks. It's like we we haven't spoken about a Gardner since the spring. Like we're in September. Like we took the whole summer off. It's like no wonder it's taken a year to get through half of his books. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was gonna say they get better, but uh, I think they just kind of stay. At this mediocre point for for a bit, like uh, Broken Claw is, is one of the ones that comes out. I think it's the eighth or ninth book. I think it's the ninth book in the series. Um, it gets a, it gets better. It kind of has an interesting plot, but like I said, then you watch Tomorrow Never Dies, and it's it's more or less the same plot. There's a lot of plot points that are similar, but there's like a different connection and plenty of characters uh, let me ask you this uh amory i mean we're, we're pretty much wrapping up no deals with mr bond um let me ask you this as someone who has read all the garners albeit yeah. maybe not recently no, uh, without no, telling yeah. me without necessarily telling me how or even which book is there a book coming up where the female lead or lead is like a great character a great character <laughs> Palatable. I think I can answer that question. I haven't read any of the other books. Yeah, the, the answer is going to be a quick no. Uh, <laughs> okay. Just because, like, I kind of feel that Gardner 
um, kind of keeps this uh, misogynist side of Bond very much alive. Uh, so no, there's not really a strong female lead as we see in maybe Horowitz or or even um, some some of the other continuation authors that have done books since then where we have maybe a more solid female lead. Yeah, unfortunately that's the vibe I'm I'm getting. Oh, despite the fact there are other things about his his style that I'm starting to appreciate. Um, yeah, that's I'm not really on board with how he writes uh, the leading ladies. Uh, I guess it sounds like we're at sort of closing thoughts on uh, no deals, Mr. Bond. Gentlemen, Matthew. Hey, uh, you know, I've been because my initial like first listening because I listened to the other book, I was really and I texted you. I'm like, oh, it's really good. It's really good. And then I started to re-listening re- re- and reading and breaking it down and taking down notes. And then I'm like, ooh, oh. Ooh. Well, what impressed you the first time? Uh, you know what? What I loved in the first time, some of the action beats I loved. I loved the, the you know, the opening scene with the sub. I, I liked. I I liked sort of the the spy and the cloak and dagger aspects of it, but in the end. It's it's the details that, like the characterization, sort of the overabundance of characters. I'm like, like 28 that I that I said earlier, it's 28 yeah. characters, and I'm and, and people <laughs> like, like I wrote down characters that are like, like a sentence or just mention. I'm like, why, why do did I have to write down the name of the the um, brevet? Do you know, do you know who brevet is? It's Blade's mm. current porter. He's no. named. Oh, yeah, but they give him a backstory. He's the yeah. son. His his family has always been in Blade. It's come it's on. Like, that, that's a detail that my brain didn't need to like get. If I was the porter at Blade's, and I'm basically a glorified butler waiter, mm. it's not something I want to bestow as a prestigious job onto my children. Your 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 service. You know, your 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 mm. making. Probably, you're a servant. You're you're basically a servant at a private club. You're gonna get shit on all day, and um, okay, so you get to wear a suit to work every day or a tuxedo to work every day, but you know it's 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 not a glorified job, and it's not a career that I would. I'm gonna cut you, Emery. I don't want to talk about that character more than that. <laughs> I hate I, I hate I I know I hate that we have a discussion about uh, about a character. a character that shouldn't be there at all because be. we don't. Just gloss over it. Just like, you know, the porter opened the door. <laughs> Bond paid him no attention. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm, I'm thinking, like, who, who like, is this something I rec- I can recommend to, I, I, none of the Garner I would recommend to a neophyte, obviously. You don't recommend those to somebody who's never read the original. You, you start with Fleming. Which Fleming, what Fleming, and what order? It's something for another podcast. But I, I mean, this is for somebody, somebody, somebody who knows Bond knows, like has read the the the, the other novels and is craving more. Is this something I can recommend to that person? You you crave Bond so much that you know you you want more. I'm I'm struggling, and let me let me think about it. So, okay, submarine, um, Heather there. Ireland, Norman Murray, Ebby Ebertage, Castle, Salad. 
Cream Dogs. Kong, all those ridiculous characters. You know, the, the only thing I really Big like... Dick. That, that, that I think salad is, dressing. Yeah, salad <laughs> dressing. I'm going to say, you know what? No, I'm going to say pass, but I'll say that the, the ending, I actually really dug, like, the confrontation with the... Like, and it's ideas. The problem is that all these, these Gardner books have great ideas, but it, it's such... It, it feels... No, it feels like a meal that's not finished. It, He's the know. Zack Snyder of James Bond authors. It's like, oh, that's yeah, a good idea. C'est vraiment bonne comparaison. And you go see the movie, it's like, oh, the movie's not really all that good. Like, oh, <laughs> it, it's all flash, but no substance. Like, it's it's very flash. Like a Michael Bay movie. Yeah, but I always say that Zack Snyder and Michael Bay are almost the same person. One has a bad sense of humor, and the other one is just can't, can't write character. Like, think can't doesn't understand characterization and writes boring characters that are depressed all the time. Like but John Garner. Yeah, John Garner. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna say you know what it's it, it's it's not my least favorite uh, Gardner, but it falls short in the end. Like I that second reading, like at that first reading, I was not really paying attention to it. But I'm it's audiobook. Mind you, I, if I had to read this long end, I would have been. I don't know how you, how you guys manage to, to just read this. Like, take your <laughs> out of your day to read this. And... I like reading, for starters, so that helps. <laughs> yeah. It's, it just, it's, it's not – you know what? I, I've, I've gotten the, the Mission Impossible novelization, and I've oh, yeah. stopped reading that to read this book. I can't wait to read that book again. I had more fun with a, with a simple novelization from 1996 than this book. I, yeah. I, I, it, it's confusing. Because, uh, no, not recommended. C'est mon synopsis final. And I wouldn't recommend Gardner necessarily either. I wouldn't say stay away from Gardner, but I would suggest if you've read all the Flemings, I would suggest read William Boyd's, uh, well, read Sebastian Falk's Devil May Care, because that's not great, but it's still better than Gardner. Uh, William Boyd. Yeah, that one in Africa. I can't remember the name. Solo. Uh, Solo. That was that was pretty good. Like I didn't I didn't hate that. I thought that was pretty good because it stayed within the context of of Fleming's world and it was Fleming esque without being kind of too Fleming. Like that's what I think the problem with Sebastian Falks was he went too Fleming, whereas I find Gardner goes to film. Yeah. Because he okay. he modernized it. Um, kind of like like Jeffrey Deaver did, he modernized it as well. But I don't think that he uh, will get he went off the rails. Yeah, to... you know what? I I that's a question I want to ask you. Do you feel you know we've we had our movie bond, but you know we've all read Fleming. Is is it possible to update Fleming's Bond, or the the, the 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 book version of Bond? to the 21st or even the 20th century is it uh, is it something you can update to current day and still retain its favor uh, flavor or is 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 that a fail of the character or the writers that have tried to up, update him i want to ask the you failure it's a failure of the of the writers in my opinion because john gardner tried to do like a kind of soft reboot like try and keep the same continuation and continuity of Fleming, but bring it into the eighties and seventies, mm-hmm. the seventies, eighties and nineties. Um, and 
he aged the character at the same time and Raymond Benson did the same thing. So those were the kind of two, I would have to say fails on that side. And then here comes Jeffrey Deaver and he's got this brilliant idea of he's just going to reboot the whole thing from the beginning, but he does, he does, he goes overkill. He goes way overkill and yeah, just goes know, off on his own. Let, we'll bring you up. I, I want to talk uh, whenever we do that, when, when your kids, kids are going off to college. Edgar, same question. You feel like it's a failure like of the, the writer or the character that you – do you feel like you can up, update? Because Gardner so far, it doesn't – I wouldn't say he's 100 – Like he's about half of the time he's able to up, update the character. What do you think about the? Well, I think I think although it's not a book, uh, I would argue that the mere fact that the 2006 Casino Royale film is what it is is an example that you can take as close as possible. I'll put that little caveat as close as possible Fleming's Bond and translate him to the modern age. Now that's a film, but it's I don't see why uh, if It can only be done in a movie. Uh, surely it can be done in a book. Uh, there are, there's no shortage of great authors out there. There's no shortage of great authors that can write extraordinary spy thrillers, action movie, uh, action books. Uh, so yeah, it, the onus, the onus will always be on the author. It's it's not like a movie where, well, director, special effects, makeup, casting, all sorts of things can go wrong. Budget. All sorts of things can go wrong on a movie. A writer's strike. A writer's strike. Uh, a change of directors. <laughs> Release date changes. All sorts of things can go wrong on movies. Um, <laughs> but with a book, I'm sorry, 100% of uh, – yes, there's an editor. There's a proofreader. Let's say 98.5% of the onus is on the is on the author. So yeah, it's, it's, it's the author's duty to – to update that character. You know, Jeffrey Deaver swung for the fences with a modern Bond. It's not because he fell. I'll go one further. I'll say it's not because Deaver failed that another author can't say, I'm also going to reboot it. My Bond will take place in 2020, and it will be like Fleming's Bond. But in 20, I'm sure it can be done. I'm sure it can be done. You changed the context a little bit of what we're living in the modern world, and you changed, you know, the uh, the, the villains and the, and the heroes change a little bit. But, I mean we're still fighting the Russians. <laughs> we're still, mm. uh, there's still issues in the Middle East. There's still, you know, uh, wars going on based on race and gender and, and mm. religion. And uh, there's still, still causing world trouble. I mean, just to look at Elon Musk. Wait, wait, I, oh, I'm getting a, I'm getting a message on my phone. Oh, it's M white again. We have people everywhere. We have people everywhere. Mm. You're like uh, Leo the lion there. We do have people everywhere. Wouldn't you agree, Emery? You may be you may be one of them. Um, for example, uh, we got www.thejamesbondcomplex.com, which is also the Tumblr account. Tumblr account. Tumblr. Whatever. Uh, we have a Facebook page. Search for the James Bond Complex. We're always posting stuff there. There's the Instagram account. That's your baby, as I like to say, Matthew. It's at the James Bond Complex. Uh, we're on Twitter. That's my baby. It's at the Bond Complex. 
too many characters for the James Bond complex, apparently. Uh, I tried. I couldn't put it in. <laughs> I had to go with the Bond complex. Uh, we're, uh, you can, our, our base of operations is Anchor.fm. We thank them very much for hosting us. It's free. Thank you, guys and ladies. Um, if you if you want to listen to well we're on YouTube I keep forgetting YouTube uh, search for the James Bond complex subscribe and tickle us with the thumbs up button <laughs> uh, if you want to listen to us Spotify uh, Google Podcasts Apple Podcasts please of course search for the James Bond complex subscribe to the James Bond complex write a review and uh, before you leave Apple Podcasts take note of the five gray stars gray is a boring color. Uh, sort of like a cloudy day. It's not very interesting. Give it some sunshine. Give us a five-star glowing Golden Gun review. Um, I'm online on Instagram, Edgar Chapu SOS. Oh, uh, I'm also online at Matt O'Claren 007. Matt with two, two T's. Two T. I'm. It's two T's on Instagram. It's isn't two it? T's. Oh, yes. That's great. I, I'm, I brought I'm it back. Bring that I brought back. it that's back. Good. I'm happy. Emery, uh, you're more than a guest. You 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 have your own little corner of the of the Bondo sphere. So where where what's going on there? Where are you at? Yeah, I'm at uh, at double seven Intrepid or Intrepid double seven. Keep forgetting on Instagram. Just look for Intrepid double seven. You'll find me. Uh, I've got Facebook as well. Uh, I'm also on YouTube, the Intrepid double seven podcast there as well. Um, also hosted by Anchor.fm. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for providing us with this great free service so you can listen to us wherever you're at on Apple, Google, um, whatever platform you use. Um, I'm also on Twitter, 007Intrepid1, because someone beat me to my own name. <laughs> Mysteriously. I don't know who that is, but if you're out there, can I have it back? <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's uh, that's about it for my social media presence. Wonder. I wonder. Should we bring up maybe the at this at the point this is going to be released, the episodes will be uh, Christmas long released. But uh, yeah, this will be this will be our January first episode. I'm I'm sensing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm thinking November, sometime in November. Uh, but uh, whenever you're listening to this, uh, check out the Univex feed because at this point, uh, the chapters of the fan commentary will have been released. The Casino Royale, Ian Fleming's Casino Royale. Uh, fan commentary chapter by chapter we have a bunch of guests giving some reviews and their thoughts on, on the chapters they were selected for so uh go back into the archives and check that out it's 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 posthumous marketing posthumous. what i'm doing yeah there you go <laughs> there you go there you go um on that note uh thank you emory for joining us this evening my pleasure we will try to bring you back for an on garner episode but i'm not promising uh, <laughs> aren't we doing uh... oh there's an X-Men episode you guys are doing uh, soon enough too uh... and on that note uh, toujours un plaisir merci, uh, merci à la prochaine et hasta la proxima au revoir bye bye